Welcome to the Outriders Chatterpoint Podcast, your source for the latest news and information about Star Wars Chatterpoint, with your hosts Matt, Dan, John, and Jeff. And now, the Outriders. This is the way. Hello, and welcome everyone to episode four, the Quattro, of the Outriders Chatterpoint Podcast. I am Outrider Dan, and joining me today is... Uh, Outrider, no wait, I forget my name. My name is Jeff, or <laughs> my clone, name is Jeff. yeah, clone J three FF. I've picked. I've had so many personalities. Uh, and a new one for every podcast episode, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. Although you have heard his sultry voice in the intro, Matt is not joining us this particular episode. Uh, he was out attending the Lone Star Open, uh, which is an event run by Frontline Gaming, which is one of the big. Uh, gaming stores and event runners out there uh, where Matt, well, he was out there playing Legion. So he was a uh, cheating on Shatterpoint a little bit. <laughs> He's still trying to think, find his player base for chatter uh, Shatterpoint. I'm going to call it Chatterpoint now. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. As soon as he can get set up out in there, I mean, that's what you get with for moving away from Vegas, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just move across Vegas or around Vegas. Like I did. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, we have had quite a few games in the uh, interim since the last episode, and you and I have had more than a few games. Yeah, so it's funny, Shatterpoint, I wasn't going to get into it. Then I started seeing, you know, uh, the the product that they were revealing. I really liked the models. I liked the gameplay. So I was like, yeah, I'll buy into it. And uh, And all this was going on while I was moving and, you know, big life changes. And all of my Legion stuff was packed up from... Um, from LVO timeframe. So I've had my, my, yeah, it's all been packed up. So January, which is, yeah, yeah. Shatterpoint came out and I was like, okay, you know, I bought it, put it together and it was the only game I had access to. So it's the game I've been playing on, on the weeks I've had available and I am really enjoying it. Uh, I feel bad for Legion. feel like I'm, you know, it's the, the, the cousin a little bit that doesn't get attention that it should. Uh, Well, I know we don't want to talk too much Legion, Legion on the uh, Shatterpoint show, but yeah, uh, we do have our uh, our friendly local game stores, Legion Store Qualifier, coming up soon. So I'm actually, like, have been putting together Legion lists trying to figure out what the heck I'm going to run. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll get to it later. But we do have a, a, sh- um, not a, Shatterpoint, a Shatterpoint event, a showdown coming up for our, for our local community as well. Yeah, so uh, looking forward to that because uh, it's going to be the first really organized event that we've done, at least out here in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. So do you want to start off? we got some important dates coming up. One of these I messed up big time on, and I was very upset. <laughs> How so? Um, so Ahsoka, that comes oh. out the 23rd of this month, right? Oh, and for yeah. some reason, I was thinking it came out early August. Uh, or is, is the 23rd the correct date? Yes, 23rd is the correct date. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I've been so busy and had so much going on that I just kind of like lost track of what was going on and, and when shows were coming out. And I was like, oh, Ahsoka's out this weekend. And it was not. And I was very disappointed. <laughs> but it is coming out soon. And uh, hopefully, since um, Atomic Mass got some previews for the Kenobi show, and we're able to do some models there. Hopefully we'll hear some new uh, stuff coming out for maybe Ahsoka that they got previewed on as well. 
Yeah, like a like a what a rebel squad, you know, get the Spectre team out there. Is that oh, what you mean? <laughs> well, we've already seen that. But <laughs> I, know, I know, I'm just excited about it. Uh, but speaking of where we saw that was last mini stravaganza, but we have another mini stravaganza coming up. Uh, it's going to be September 14th through the 16th. So hopefully, I mean, we're uh, it's not hopefully there, there's going to be tons of of Shatterpoint news coming out on that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, they just did Atomic Mass Games just did another like little pre-Gen Con uh, stream on Twitch and they announced a ton of MCP product. So I imagine when we get many extravaganza this year, we're going to see a lot of, I, I hope we see a lot of Legion news, a lot of Shatterpoint news. Um, you know, like they're, they're showing a lot of love to all the games they have, which is really promising, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Except no. for... <laughs> <laughs> Except for Armada. Sorry, guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Poor Armada. That's okay, uh, Armada players. Uh, we used to play Star. Well, at least my, myself and Matt did used to play Star Wars Destiny, so we know how that the feeling is on that particular game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's rough. Yeah. It's, it, I'm surprised they dropped so much MCP stuff, you know, right uh, before this. So I'm curious if they'll have anything left in the left in the pipe for MCP. Yeah, maybe they were clearing the table for you know Shatterpoint and and other news coming up. Who knows? Yeah. Hopefully. Um, so, yeah, so we have our first Shatterpoint event, uh, at least organized event. Uh, yes, the showdown. Since the opening weekend, which was really organized for games. And prior to that was the demo days. But yeah, this is. <laughs> yeah. And even our store kind of, you know, they um, I don't want to say drop the ball, but like we kind of we had an interesting launch weekend because we pushed for that first weekend. And I built like mad for those first two days just to get a squad set up, um, you know, a full six characters that I could not full six, uh, a full strike team that I could run. Mm-hmm. And there was only a few people there. I got to watch a game, but I didn't get to play a game because not everybody had everything built. So, you know, now it's we've got everybody has things built. We have people running games. You see more people turning up. It's it's good. Oh, yeah. I don't know. We've actually had more than a few uh, new players popping on the store's Discord going, hey, uh, I just built a core set. <laughs> when does people play? So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Organizing. I think, too, we've had people show up. Every game we've played, somebody walks over and looks at the game and is like, what, what game is this? You know, and you kind of run them through it real quick, which is good. Oh, yeah. And I mean, because just the recognizable, like, yeah, you know, uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan with a bunch of clones after him and the and the droids. So th- th- it's really just obvious what's on the table. Yeah. Interestingly, that's going to get a little more uh, muddled in my opinion, once the, uh, some of the new stuff comes out, because if somebody walks up to the table and you've got night sisters and they only know, you know, the core, you know, theatrical films that have gone out. <laughs> it's <laughs> going to yeah, be a little more think, interesting to explain. Yeah. With the, with the amount of characters they have out there and, you know, night sisters is a little bit of a weird, you know, sub genre, um, but you still have Vader. You're going to see Vader on the board. You're going to okay. see the Inquisitors. You're going to see Obi-Wan, the clones, you know, all those iconic characters. Luke, once we get to that, uh, Luke and Leia, once we get to that era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure the, uh, the was it the the Handmaidens one is also going to be another fun one. I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to the paint jobs on those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do think we'll see some, you know, some people like, oh, what, what character is that? Like uh, Aura Song and, you know, the Cad Bane crew. Some of those are a little less known. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully but a little more known after uh, Ahsoka does come out. Uh, well, because there is going to be an Inquisitor in, a, in the Ahsoka yeah. they've, they've shown in some of the pr- promotional material. Yeah. 
So, uh, but anyway, back to this event. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little off topic. Sorry, it's exciting. Uh, so, uh, getting ready for an event is kind of what the uh, topic we're kind of thinking about today. And and what do we need for an event? Like, so your store says, "Hey, guys, we're going to get together on this weekend for uh, Shatterpoint. It's going to be you know, they, they've got. I'm sure they'll have promos or something nice to hand out." I need to bug our store owner to see what he has got to hand out for this, actually. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's tough for a lot of new people to the game, I think, because you see a game, you buy the box, you build the characters, but then getting into the community is a whole nother step. And especially when there's an event coming up, because people say, hey, we're going to have this showdown event. We're going to bring a bunch of people out. Um, and I think a lot of people... Uh, you know, myself included, when I first got into some of these games, I was like, man, I don't know what to like, how to prepare for this or what I should do. Um, and a lot of the events have gotten better at, or a lot of the uh, game manufacturers have gotten better at putting documents out that are like, hey, this is what you need. Um, but it doesn't cover everything. It covers the, the, you know, priority stuff that you need to bring. Yeah, uh, definitely. And those documents are available on Atomic Mass with pay. Yeah. Atomic Mass Games website, uh, if you are interested in what's uh, needed in a organized event. Uh, in fact, what are some of those interesting things? That are um, so what you're going to take, obviously, you're going to want to take the minis um, and they have they have defined it. So minis that you can identify as a certain character. And it says, you know, you can alter, which is great. You see a lot of people kit bash things, but you still want to be able to identify, you know, Vader is Vader. Um, that's an important one. And when you're doing that, they do say in the rules too, that, uh, it has to maintain that Lucasfilm property. Um, you know, you can't go and slap a Lego man head on, uh, Vader and be like, Oh, you know, it's my Lego Vader. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it does unless, say, unless, yeah, Lucasfilm Marvel. owns Lego yet. Do they own Lego yet? <laughs> well, I think a more, uh, um, how should I say Legitimate example probably will be yeah. uh, taking some, you know, Aquilas or, you know, taking flags from your Warhammer sets and, and kit bashing those into that, you know, that have obviously not Lucasfilm logos on them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of another good. Uh, so this is another rule they have in their size can't interfere with gameplay. So, you know, I've seen people in the past uh, using Legion as example. Um, they'll have like a flag that they printed out or created, and it does significantly change the size of the mini. Um, in Legion, that doesn't affect things too much because we don't do a lot of verticality, like crossing in Legion, but in Shatterpoint, it's a very, uh, height differential game. You have a lot of, you, you could have a lot of platforms that go across each other, intersect. So, you know, you want minis that will fit under that and not, you know, you're not trying to proxy stuff like, oh, I can't fit this mini because it's too tall or whatever. Well, I mean, with the way the lightsabers are positioned in this game, I think it was unintentional. That yeah, some of the official true. models, because I'll be honest with you, I've done a couple games versus Grievous and trying to position Vader with his cape and lightsaber sticking out that angle uh, in base or near base contact with Grievous and all the stuff sticking out of him. Uh, we've had to rotate the models to some very uh, unusual angles just to get them to fit together. <laughs> yeah, that's when you take out your little uh, butter lightsaber butter butter's bread sized lightsaber and like chop off one of grievous's arms so you mm, can yes. you know fit him in there so pull a kenobi got it yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh well of course i mean they do have some provisions for modifying the minis a little yeah. bit right you can you you can't have as long as it's mostly uh the original models original model parts 
Like, right. Um, yeah, they've got a pretty flexible build um, a build list going on in there, and yeah, even with down to the bases. You know, it says you can use the OG bases, the original bases, or um, something that is the, the the appropriate size for that model. So if you three yeah. D printed something, as long as it's the same size. Yeah, because I actually am planning for my pawns, because of course you know, pawns being able, being uh, able to enable you to run more inquisitors. Uh, I think I'm getting a purge trooper helmet for him and just painting him up like a purge trooper just for thematic matching. In that nice. List. Just kind of um, evilfy him a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's clone armor. You just got to change the helmet and the paint job. Really, <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, uh, he's already got the comma and everything. So yeah, it, it, that that's my plan. So yeah. But yeah. Um, well, of course, other than minis, I mean, I'm sure there's some cardboard you got to bring. Oh yeah. Um, well, cardboard or paper? Paper, uh, card stock. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, you'll need your cards, your mission, your order, your unit, and your stance cards. Those are all things that are going to give you information on, um, you know, when you're setting up the game and when you're playing with your units. And that's kind of, you know, an obvious thing that you're going to get used to carrying around. Um, and then, you know, you can't have those stance cards without dice to tell you what to do. So you want to make sure you bring your attack and defense dice as well. Um, I know for myself, there's never enough dice in the core set, so I always like to get an extra pack. Oh, yeah. No, um, uh, um, luckily, we've had a few uh, replenishment waves at our local game store, and most of them have included dice packs, which have gone. Um, I have found, though, with that, at least in my experience, with one dice pack, I don't use all the dice of the core set plus one dice pack. Yeah. Yeah, so, same here. Yeah, so you could I almost split them, a right? dice pack yeah, with, with somebody. Uh, I don't know about split. I'm thinking of leaving a few at home just in case I lose one eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could see that. I'm a little bit OCD when it comes to my dice and, you know, picking them up and putting them down and not dropping them. And, well, I mean, but that's just you, me. You went as far as we were talking this before the show. You you marked your dice and not in a bad way. I, yeah. I know there's bad connotation of marking that. But yeah. you, uh, you put a mark on them to just denote your ownership of them. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, it helps me recognize symbols a little bit easier too. Um, you know, the misses, the I'm trying to the strikes versus the criticals and that sort of stuff. But I know in the past I have had, if it's an official event, um, I have a unmarked set of dice just in case I need to use them. And just to clarify, marked what you just sharpied in the symbols, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just it sharpie is. and and yeah, clean them up when I was done. Nice. I wasn't drilling holes or, you know, putting weights in or anything. Definitely not. <laughs> That's too much work. Uh, but yeah, uh, speaking of cardboard. Hey, there's cardboard. Yeah. Um, and then, well, I'm going to jump up one. You also want to make sure you bring your measuring tools. Oh, right. um, yeah. But I will say, you know, like if you do happen to forget some of this stuff, most of the people in your community should be pretty forgiving about, you know, hey, like I, I did, I've done it in the past at, non-official events but forgetting my measuring tools and only using one set of movement or range mark uh, range rulers you know with an opponent um and luckily this game is is pretty easy to do that in yeah actually that's one thing i didn't check on the official uh document was was there a provision for requesting because in legion you have this option of literally requesting that you and your opponent use all the same tools dice measuring tools etc uh, just to prevent any potential uh, shenanigans with any of the uh, tools or dice so that at least both players are using the same equipment. Uh, but I didn't I didn't see that, but that's a particular provision in the uh, Shatterpoint document. But, I mean, it's it's not a bad thing, and, and I've yet to run across an opponent that's so 
OCD about their stuff. They don't want other people touching it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and like I said, in the community that, that we have and that I've seen across a lot of these games, it's getting better. Uh, not, not that our community is bad, but you know, like you see people wanting to be inclusive and you know, you, you forgot something like I, I have that model. Let me help you out. So that's the environment I think that you want to want to create, which is good. I mean, heck every game I've played when you're pushing your opponent's character, I've yet to have a game where opponent was like, no, don't, don't touch my model. I'll move it myself. You know, exactly. <laughs> Let's let you do it. And there's been so many grievous models where I've been like, I don't know how to pick you up. I don't hurt <laughs> yeah. You. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Most of the time I, I let my opponent do the pushes and I just say like, Hey, uh, this direction. And I give them, you know, I indicate which direction I want them to go. And then, oh, okay. you know, it, it trust, I trust them to do the right thing, but <laughs> yeah, going on cardboard, uh, tokens, so there's essential and non-essential tokens. Um, you want to make sure you bring your essential ones. Those are your objective tokens or specific events, um, like the priority objective token. And I would also imagine that your um, the, sh the struggle tracker. It doesn't oh, yes. say that's a token, but that's something essential that you would want to bring. Yeah, actually, I'm surprised it doesn't specifically call that out. Yeah. And the I'm sure that'll be added in an update like, I mean, Probably you, play, you can't play this game. <laughs> you can't score yeah. without the struggle tracker unless yeah. I'm just curious, maybe. And I just just randomly thought of this right now. Maybe a future mission will not use the struggle tracker and have some other way of scoring. It could be. Yeah, mm -hmm. we don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, they could mark it with some, you know, like put damage on this or I mean, I'm sure they have all sorts of ideas yeah. brewing. Um, and then you have non-essential tokens too. those are your damage force conditions and other events. Um, but for me personally, I like to make sure I have everything ready to go. Um, so, you know, if I'm, you just want to have enough tokens to go around. If you're running a, a six force list where you have that many tokens, you know, maybe take a few extra just in case you lose one or who knows. Yeah. Um, actually on the topic of tokens, um, I'll have to reread the document as well. Did it say anything about, uh, third-party tokens in there or they have to be original or just the essential ones um uh, let me see it does say uh players are never allowed to modify them but may replace them players using substitute should check with the event coordinator before oh, they're you know just verifying that it's the right size and shape and can be identified as you know a pinned versus a disarmed that sort right. of thing so yeah, so that that's the uh, the always get out of jail free card they put in these documents is yes, uh, it's up to the event organizer. So if you do have a modified model, are using alt art cards that were, you know, you printed yourself or you you know, you got from some other event or uh, just have some uh, you know acrylic tokens out there, swing them by your uh, tournament organizer. Yeah, and that's usually a quick check. Like, hey, I bought this from so and so. Is it okay to use? And they'll give you a yes or no. Yeah. And I know when I bought acrylic stuff, I just throw my original tokens in a bag and just hang on to it. Yeah. And honestly, I, events I've run in other game systems or events I've attended in other game systems, I've yet to have a super strict, like, no, this must be the original uh, outside of like worlds level or, you know, and I haven't been to those worlds level yeah. events, but uh, the ones that are backed by AMG or Asmodee, uh, the ones where they're actually streaming, then they will require you to use original components. So. Yeah, yeah. And even then, I think there's still some flexibility because if you look at their mantra, it's like they just want to have people putting models on the table and having fun, Yeah, uh, which is a great thing. Um, but then, you know, moving on, I don't want to get stuck too long talking yeah. about some little off topics. Um, 
I know the day before I have a, an event, usually that night before, I'll just kind of like set all my stuff aside. And I have a little, I call it a carry-all, but it's just a, uh, a container, you know, a Tupperware container or whatever you choose. You know, Dan has a, his official bag that you bought. Um, oh, yeah. No. Yeah, um, yeah. Not sponsored, of course, but I did pick up <laughs> yeah. an A case, uh, yeah. which is a pre-built, you know, miniatures magnetized case. Um, and I 3D printed a bunch of inserts myself to fit all my game components. So. Yeah, so I do the same thing. I throw everything in there. And every time, not every time, a lot of times I do forget to put stuff in. So it happens. Um, and then, you know, I kind of have it ready to go for the next day, which takes us to the day of. Yeah, so day of. Um, get, in the, get in the store, get into that first, you know, get your pairings, get to that first table. Whip out all your models and uh, actually, yeah, I should have brought the document up in, in front of me to see. Uh, are they uh, requiring printed lists? Um, I think it just says to check in to check in with the event organizer and, you you know, you would give them a list. These lists are so small right now. You're writing down, what, six names. True. Um, so and it's you're... a little bit smaller. And although we only have one mission card at the moment uh, in the future, your, your list will include whichever mission you chose. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it just says you have to submit a strike team to the EO before the event begins. Um, and you know, that's another good piece of advice is making sure that you get there early enough. So you have enough time to, to find a spot, you know, set up, uh, and by set up, I mean, you know, just get all your stuff gathered up, maybe go grab a drink or bring a drink with you, check in with the event organizer, and then, you know, just kind of mentally prepare for, for some games ahead. Yeah. Oh yeah. Believe me, I've been at how many events were, we're sitting there and the event organizer or myself, or if I'm running the event, it's like, well, I want to start, but <laughs> people doesn't show up. So yeah, make sure exactly. you do get there on time. That's, that's the quickest way you can annoy your event organizer is uh, not showing up on time. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then um, I put a few notes in here too. Uh, most of this is, is covered in the official document, but it talks about sportsmanship and missed opportunities um, and usually to me, sportsmanship means, I mean, like just, we all know what that is. It's, uh, there's a right way to wrong way to ask questions or to challenge things. Um, you know, if you're trying to learn about the game, even in a, an official event, you can still learn and play and like not know what's going on and have a good time. Um, but it's all, it's all in how you approach the game. And I think that's a big, a big part of it. And, you know, missed opportunities kind of falls under sportsmanship. You're going to see times where you forget to do something. Uh, Heck, in our game, yeah. I think I, I missed Luminara multiple times, uh, triggering her. Um, and you just kind of have to eat those mistakes sometimes and learn from it, which is, it happens. Yeah, yeah. And that's, the, I think, at least in my personal experience with this game, one of the hardest things uh things i've had the most trouble with is remembering all your triggers because although there's not a lot of characters there is a lot of abilities there is a lot of oh when this happens and then you know you lay out all six cards in front of you and you're working on the one that's on the far left the one on the far right has a trigger that goes in that event in that particular instance and you're yeah just trying to remember all of your triggers <laughs> yeah but i think that's a good you know that's a good um piece of advice or something to take with you is you're going to miss opportunities, but you know what? Your opponent's going to miss opportunities oh, too. Yeah. And it's not your job to point out everything. And there have been times, you know, where I noticed you could do something in our games and I'm like, Hey, you know, like, don't forget this. 
Um, so, you know, that kind of rolls into the next thing that I wrote down was have fun. You know, if you're, if you're playing a game and you miss something, don't beat yourself up for it. You know, just move on and look at the next objective that you can do. And if it costs you the win, you have a cool story to talk about. I made a huge mistake and, you know, I maybe could have won this game. Well, and outside of any, you know, events or tournaments or anything like that, if you're just doing practice games, you want to practice against your opponent running at their best. So remind them, hey, remember to do that so that you have the proper challenge that you know what to face when you do run into an opponent who does remember their triggers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think uh, last game we played, you know, just for fun, you were doing something and um, it caught me a little off guard because what you were doing was basically conceding an objective to me. And I was like, you know, you can move and attack me. And you were like, oh yeah, I can. Um, and so you did. And it wasn't me trying to influence your gameplay. It was me saying like, hey, this is your best opportunity to try to take an objective. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But yes, definitely have fun with it. Like you, you nobody likes the, 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 the sweaty try hard. Like we're here to put, you know, minis on tables, make pew pew noises and lightsaber sounds. <laughs> and celebrate all the crazy dice variants that we get. So, oh yeah, I'm living out you know the 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 dream of having those lightsaber battles that you see on TV and in cartoons and movies. Yeah. That's my goal. Uh so yeah, one thing that we actually you know what I think next time if we do play before this event coming up, uh, I, I do want to put a timer out and, and definitely work with Mission Critical because that's something we have I haven't really experienced myself. Yeah. And that's a good one, you know, to talk about to the day of it's very easy to get caught up in analysis paralysis of what you're going to do with your models. Um, and you'll see a lot of people, I think, doing that at, at small events all the way up to worlds. Um, but, you know, sometimes you got to pick a model and commit. Shatterpoint does have the advantage of, you know, you don't know what you're going to get. Um, so you draw a card. It tells you what you're going to activate. You can choose to reserve it or go to the next one. And um and, you know, paying attention to your time and running into those round times is is important. So they have a they have a rule for that. It's mission critical. Um, basically, in the last 30 minutes of the game, at the end of each player's turn, you're going to move that momentum tracker. So it's going to it's going to push you through that round quicker, not round. Uh, it's going to push you through that struggle quicker. Yes. Through that. So, yeah. And um, looking back at our last few games, I think uh, the outcomes of the games would have been very different if we were pushing that because. More than a few, we had, uh, you know, one away from winning, and then they got dragged back to the other side. And that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was an it was a pretty epic, like, um, what was that duel of the fates almost? Oh, you know, yes. like back and forth, uh, that momentum shifting, uh, which was great and made for great gameplay. Uh, but yeah, our games wouldn't have definitely wouldn't have gone that long in a an official event. But we were also stopping and chatting and you know talking about rules and talking to other people, so that does make a difference. Oh yeah. And speaking of talking, I mean, talk with your opponent before, during, and after the event. Yeah, and that was something I threw in here as a note, is, you know, an after-action report. I was in the military for a long time, and you see that a lot. Um, It's just basically having a fun chat with your opponent about what you did during the game, and, uh, you know, just have fun with it, and kind of unwind a little bit, because... If you do finish early, you're going to have some time to sit there and chat and you get to do a few things. You get to know your opponent and you get to pick their brain a little bit or have them pick yours mm-hmm. about about the game. Oh, yeah. That's actually my favorite question to ask at an a- end of a game. 
is what opportunities that you saw for me that I missed or what yeah. tactics, what strategies, where did I mess up? Just so you know yeah. what your mistakes are so you can learn from them. You may yeah, I love, I love doing that stuff, you know, like the breaking down what happened during the game and, you know, oh, you know, when you did this in round, not round two, struggle two, you know, it really made me rethink what I was doing. And yeah, just those like tactics discussions are, are a lot of fun to me. Um, but you don't have to deep dive into that. You know, you can just have a quick, you know, man, I struggled with this character. You know, how have you played them yet? And just, you know, have a fun conversation about it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, definitely looking forward to the event coming up. And uh, we'll see if we have to play each other. And we'll definitely have to do a uh, another episode afterwards to see. <laughs> yeah, we'll do our after action report. Yeah. Live. Maybe not live. Uh, well, speaking of after action reports, uh, we are going to take a break, quick break uh, so that we can after action the next segment. Ending the transmission now would be most unfortunate. And now, the Outriders. Welcome back, Outriders. Uh, we are back again with Outrider Dan and... Uh, Jeff of miscellaneous, some kind. yeah, miscellaneous <laughs> name Jeff. Yeah, I need to come up with uh, my actual name, Outrider Jeff. I'm just, yeah, yeah. All right, so um, we were talking about our event coming up, but there's some other future things coming up, like mini stravaganza. Yep. Uh, what else do we have? We're right in the middle of a league going on right now, like a. Um, I don't know what you would call it. Just a meet and play kind of oh, league. Yeah. Oh yeah. We, we, we didn't mention that uh, earlier. Yes. Our, our friendly local game store uh, is doing a league. We're uh, how many players we got? Was it or eight, like 12 players? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Going on. And they, our uh, game store owner put us all into pods and I've gotten three out of my four games done. Unfortunately, that fourth person, I don't think uh, is going to be able to make any games by the end of it. Cause we're going to be ending pretty soon here. Yeah, yeah, I'm three out of four games, too, and just I'd like to get with that last guy, but it seems like he's got a pretty busy life going on, yeah, which I understand. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you can relate. So. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, no, here's a state of the game. So, uh... yeah, it's been a few months. I just threw that in there as a, as a note, you know, um, like I've seen a lot of uh, comments in the in chat channels and on Facebook just, you know, I don't want to say complaints, but feedback. And I think the game is so young that it's hard to really judge by what's going on. Um, so I just wanted to throw that in there and just kind of a state of the game, but how we viewed it from our perspective. I mean, yeah, the, the we've only had what, one wave of expansion packs come out yet. We're waiting on the second one. <laughs> yeah, because we should they should have been out, but they got delayed a little bit, right? Yeah, but such as such as mini gaming. Those, uh, some, how many games i don't know how many out there that i've played where i've been looking longingly at the ocean if i was near it wondering where those shipping containers are <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um that gazanti cruiser got kidnapped by uh cad bane and his crew oh yeah that's where it is mm -hmm. uh so yeah um i mean best thing to know know your characters know your abilities like there, there's it's funny they're so relatively few characters compared to something like what MCP or Legion. Right? Yeah. But, I mean, it's not that hard to get a grasp on pretty much everything that's out there. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, I kind of, what I put in, what I, the note that I had in here was, um, you know, the state of the game, I think it's so young that you mm. can't really start breaking down, you know, all oh, this faction is dominating or it, mm. you could, but it's such a small sample size. Um, that, you know, I, I remember hearing people saying, Hey, you know, Mandalorians are dominating the game or, uh, the droids are just, you yeah. know, unstoppable. Um, yeah, I've played know. against droids and I haven't had much of a problem with them. Um, they are challenging, but it didn't shut my list down completely. You know, I've um, had a couple. What the heck was that moments when you get a Kalani tactical networking off of Kraken tactical networking off of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. There's a lot of synergy that can happen there. And I think, you know, like you have to expect or you have to learn to expect that in this game a little bit. Um, but I think that the state of the game really is uh, you should be looking at stuff like, like you said, knowing your characters and focusing on when you should be triggering abilities or remembering to trigger those abilities. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and not just that, but knowing how to score. And um, and I'm not just saying like, oh, when I have this objective, I move this, you know, this struggle tracker one this way. That's That's not exactly what I meant by that. I meant you know, how to push your opponents off of objectives or what you need to do with a unit to to be able to gain control of, it, and of, an, uh, man, of an objective. That was a tongue twister. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to me, that is huge because every single game I've played, it comes down to that count of, you know, um, an action economy. Can I put enough models on an objective and can I do enough to secure that objective? Those are huge things. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's when I flip over a, an activation card, then I'm thinking like if I'm thinking if I need to reserve it is it can this unit wound someone or flip an objective? And if I can't yeah, do yeah. either of those without a bunch of random RNG dice rolls, <laughs> then I usually reserve. them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and that's a good thing, you know, like knowing when to. I'm going to say knowing when to push and when to reposition that that's not exactly, you know, the same, it's a different thing, but knowing when to activate a unit and when to, to throw them in reserve. Um, Cause I know there was a few times our last game where you were like, you pulled two characters and you're like, man, I don't want to go with either one of these guys right now. Yeah. No, that was, yeah. And actually that was the, I think the last round of the game. Yeah. yeah. I basically I'm like, if I pull this guy, um, I lose and I pull one. Well, I reserve it. If I pull this other guy, I also lose and I pull the second one. So that, that was purely uh, the, the deck uh not playing nice and that's a it's an interesting point because this game at least compared to a lot of others has a lot more randomness because not only you random the dice but you're also random on your activations yeah yeah which honestly like i love it um i found myself caring less and less about order control in legion yeah i know i go back and compare it um but I love that taking a unit and just uh, doing the most you can with that unit. And I love how Shatterpoint really emphasizes that. You know, you get a you get a unit to activate, and you know you have to do the make the best of what you're given, to a degree. Oh, definitely. I, I and it has this. you know, I've had games where Obi Wan sits in the back on an objective and contributes very little, uh, but that happens sometimes. Oh yeah, I've had more than a few games where. I've had one activation, grab one objective, walk halfway to another one, and then the you know the struggle flips, 
And they're, <laughs> they're like, well, I've now got to walk back to my original objective just to recapture it. <laughs> yeah, I think that happened in our last game. Yep. It was rough. Yeah. <laughs> Magna Guard's um, uh, doing absolutely very little. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, honestly, thematically, that's such a good, uh, it's a good thing for the game, I think. Um, because you don't always have those characters in the fray. You know, just I'm thinking back of Duel of the Fates when you had uh, Obi-Wan and Maul going at it. Not Obi-Wan, um, Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon mm-hmm. and Obi-Wan, or sorry, I, can't, I can't talk right now. <laughs> Qui-Gon and Maul dueling it out, and Obi-Wan, you know, he can't quite make it through the gate. He, uh, he <laughs> didn't do his movement right and pulled his activation card last, and he's trying to run through the laser gates, and he didn't make it. And then he went to the bottom of the deck and had to wait. <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to that dual box. <laughs> I hope they make a duel of the fates box. Oh, please. Um, oh, yes. But, but yeah, you know, so knowing, you know, knowing when to activate those characters and when to reserve them, that's pretty big. And um, I think that, no, like I said earlier, knowing when to push and when to reposition is another big one um, that you actually kind of touched on. You said you would march halfway across the map and then the struggle tracker flips and here you are looking to go back the other direction. Um, And sometimes you can't avoid that, you know, but you can try to plan for it a little bit. Oh yes. So yeah, I mean, there, there are active or turns where you're looking at it and you're like, okay, it's definitely flipping this round. So there's no point of me diving on this middle objective that I've been just struggling for. I got to move my guys elsewhere. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a tactical reposition. You know, you're going to lose. I know in our last game, you know, I knew I was going to lose that first struggle, even though I fought it out. Um, And I almost conceded, conceded it because, you know, the more I fight into that struggle, it's a losing battle. You know, whereas I can reposition and prepare for the next round. Mm -hmm. And I know AMG have talked about that a little bit in their streams too. You know, you saw, um, I think it was Will doing that he's like hey i'm not gonna win this i'm just gonna move my guys over to this other point and maybe see if i can you know plan for the future oh yeah so definitely but, um, uh, looking forward to the future though because i am yeah. really excited for mini stravaganza i mean yeah, yeah. if if those of you out there this is your first mini stravaganza if you're just coming into the amg sphere uh it is three days of just all sorts of streams painting streams reveal streams gameplay streams it's i i don't know how they run that marathon like i'm not a person that streams we can ask matt about that but it's not. i know they take like a week off after they do it so oh, yeah. i think it's probably work a week you know mini stravaganza over the weekend and then they take a week off oh yeah but this is our third mini stravaganza right we it had uh, yeah. yeah yeah so they got the you know they kind of learned their footing on the first one they got some of the bugs out and refined it in the second one. So I'm really excited to see what they have for this yeah. third one. And since they've shown so much more for uh, MCP already, like that just leaves all the Star Wars games, like just the, the, the runway is clear for so much stuff to come out about all the Star Wars games coming out. Yeah, and they've given us some teasers, but they also know how to play their cards close to their chest. Um, oh, yeah. You know, they, they do talk about like, oh, we're excited for the future, but they do not give us uh, any insight into what's coming. So, you know, you get a lot of people hypothesizing and, um, you know, guessing. But I mean, that's all it is, is guessing. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, well, I mean, we, we still have some hanging threads from the Adepticon reveals. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true, because um, we did get to see the preview of a lot of things, um, but we haven't really 
we haven't had uh, much insight into those yet. No articles, no, not even anything beyond a little bit of art. No. Yeah. So, I mean, um, I'm looking forward to obviously uh, Iden and the Inferno box. Uh, I mean, anyone that knows me from the, our Legion podcast, you know, <laughs> I am uh, the Legion's biggest Iden fan. Um, so I'm really curious to see who else is going to be in that box. I mean, obviously it's going to be Gideon and Dell. Are they going to put Saiyan in it? Is it going to be a three model box? Is it going to be, you know, the sergeant that says we weren't expecting special forces? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, lucky for me, I don't care about her. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I I love seeing these characters on the table, even though I don't necessarily want to play them. I do enjoy seeing them. So, mm-hmm. you know, you running your Inquisitor list. Uh, I'm not really interested in, in, you know, running Inquisitors, but I do love seeing them on the opposite side of the table. Um, so same thing with Aiden. Uh, I am just lucky that they've already kind of previewed the, um, the Spectre squad, Spectre oh, team. Yeah. So I know that the whole squad is coming and I'm excited, mm-hmm. but I mean, you couldn't really like show, Hey, we're going to drop Hera and you know, not we, have the rest of exactly not have the rest of that, that ghost squad. Uh, and one little tease, which they didn't even show images for, but they verbally talked about it. Hondo. Like oh, we have yeah. not heard anything about Hondo since adept, like his name just dropped in Adepticon. So, and what's funny, his art is on the Shatterpoint card. <laughs> hey, I mean that's awesome, but yeah, yeah like, it'll be it'll be fun to see what they what they release with mm-hmm. uh, this mini extravaganza. I'm really looking forward to it. Just like Ahsoka, I confused the dates, and I was like, "Oh, Gen Con!" I was like, "That's when they're doing mini extravaganza." Like, so I'm so excited about stuff that I'm just all over the place on on the calendar. Yeah, we were. I mean, there was some speculation out there if they would drop anything during Gen Con, but uh, the only real Shatterpoint action at Gen Con was the. Uh, tournament that they had yeah. which um i have actually had some difficulty finding information on like how, how many players what lists were run so if uh, any of you out there were there or have any info about that definitely reach out to us here at the podcast because i'm curious if there was a top eight or top four or whatever and what their lists were were they doing demos out there as well or was oh, it yeah. just uh okay yeah, yeah they were doing demos but they actually had a tournament uh run a run at gen con so But um, yeah, outside of that, what are you looking forward to for the, well, um, you already kind of touched I mean, on that. Then like, I, I want more Civil War era stuff. I mean, I'm yeah. Clone Wars, Clone Wars was a perfect fit for this game. And I understand why the whole launch section of it was Clone Wars. Yeah. Because the, the game embodies your average Clone Wars episode. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> easily. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm an old, I'm an old, an old fogey here who, who definitely wants some OG uh, original Civil War area stuff. So uh, the bounty hunters from Empire Strikes Back. Uh, I mean, we know we're getting Ewoks that was announced at uh, Adepticon. Yeah. But... I mean, you're getting a bounty hunter. It's just not the one you want, right? We're getting Bosch Leia. Bosch Leia, yeah. Bosch Leia, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, which actually, you know, a little like kind of off topic. I'm really excited for that because in so many games we get Leia, you know, we get General Leia, we get um, all these different iterations of Leia, but we never see that one. And that was always my favorite one. So I'm excited for that. Oh, yeah. So it's always a New Hope Leia or Hoth Leia. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, man, like I surprisingly am excited for the Fistful of Credits, even though I know nothing mm. about it. 
just the models really excite me. Oh, the and, caffeine, orasing. Um, yeah, yeah, just his pose. I know John hates him, but um, I know very little about him. I guess it's because of his plot armor, right? Like, John hates his plot armor. <laughs> um, but I haven't made it all the way through the Clone Wars yet. I'm still watching that. And I'll probably watch those as I'm painting stuff, which is perfect. Mm, um, yeah. But, you know, or a song. Um, I love the, is it uh, Devronian? Yes, the I Devronian. The, yeah. And, and then, the... Uh, Chadrafan. Chadrafan with uh, yeah. Cad Bane's little droid sidekick, Toto. So. Yeah. So, yeah, like that box, it looks fun to me, and I'm hoping that they have shenanigans. That's what I want. I want more trickery and shenanigans. Oh, yeah, that's that's what I'm expecting Handmaidens to be, is pure shenanigans list. Like, yeah, yeah. Some sort of uh, shell game, like, you know, whack-a-mole, I'm over here, now I'm over here. <laughs> oh, that would be crazy if, like, you if you attacked a primary and it was like, you get to roll a die and see if she's not actually a primary well, or something. Yeah, I don't like know. Yeah. Kind of some swap locations. Yeah. Yeah. Swap positions kind of thing. Wow. Yeah. It would be a little tricky, but yeah, I'd like to see that in the game, you know, not just, um, not just the shoving and, and objective control, but you know, some, some trickery because you did see a lot of that in the clone wars, you know, Cad Bane was a prime example. He was always, you know, Oh yeah, I'll lead you Jedi to this, temple you know where i have this thing and then the next thing you know he's escaping and it's just you know all sorts of craziness mm -hmm. so definitely looking forward to that cool so uh thank you jeff for coming along with this episode and uh thank you all there all out there for listening um if you can please leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice and if you'd like to reach out and contact us you can do so at legionoutriders at gmail.com or facebook.com slash legionoutriders. If you'd like to support the Outriders, definitely hop on patreon.com slash legionoutriders. Jeff, where can our fabulous, amazing listeners find you? Um, so <laughs> I kind of took a break from social media, you know, a little oh, mental health break, uh, which I, I think is you. good. Don't blame um, Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I am on the Discord. I'm on the Outriders Discord. I pop in there, you know, once a week or two and, and check the state of things, see, see what's if there's any comments or messages. Um, and then I do I am on the Facebook pages, uh, not as frequently. Mm -hmm. um, so and then outside of that, Atomic Mass Games forums, trying to read and learn, you know, all those little minutiae about oh. the game the rules forums. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mostly that's just me perusing. Like I'm not answering questions there or anything. <laughs> uh, but yes, I am outrider underscore Dan or Dan tech on the discord. Uh, thank you all for listening and catch you next episode. Outriders. See you next time.